Hello, and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. I am your host, Vince, and I'm also here with your fully automated host, Declan. Hey, buddy. How you doing, my friend? I'm alright, dude. What's new? Not much. I uh, I just got through a week of work, and now I have a, a two-week hiatus. I'm doing a, a different uh, thing for my school. It's uh, kind of for the new students, like an orientation program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to kind of have a little change of pace, you know? Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, How about cool. you, my friend? I'm very tired. <laughs> I it just... sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, I've just been working real hard lately. Like, just going hard in the paint, as the kids say. Um, oh, do the kids say that nowadays? I think so. I, th- I mean, I think... it's so hard to keep up with the trends, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what a Fortnite is. <laughs> I'm tired. I, uh, I'm i going to try to go see this Dora the Explorer movie this weekend. You're actually going to see it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw an ad for it on Twitter, and I was like, that, this looks unappealing. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I I I might go see it. I'm going to ask Kyle uh, if he oh, wants yeah. to see it, just because... Cool Uncle we, Kyle? Yeah, cool Uncle Kyle. Uh, we're gonna, I'll see if he wants to see it, just because... Uh, just because uh, um, we, we made plans to see that and... Uh, Sonic, but they like push Sonic back to next year. So thank God, honestly. Yeah, we should we should have an edit. We should really have an episode. I want to do this a few episodes back. But we never got the chance to do it. That's just this fucking Sonic movie and OJ's Twitter. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours oh. truly. Because I that's that's something. I'm fucking enamored, enamored with OJ's Twitter. I I can't get enough of it. I think it's, it's- crazy. It's, like, so bizarre. Because, like, when I think OJ, I think of, like, the, the news stories and the trials and shit. <laughs> and how he murdered his wife, yeah. And, and um, her friend. Yeah. Um, and that's all I can really think about. So I just... It, it feels like a history, like something that happened in history. But this dude is still kicking. And yeah. he's on Twitter. And it's just so bizarre. Imagine if Hitler just made a Twitter. He's like, what's up, Twitter world? Like, Jesus now, Christ. Yeah, like, it's kind of like that, but a less exa- exaggerated, like, situation in my brain. It's just so weird. OJ? Yeah. I don't know. I know you do, but... <laughs> oh, wait, I want to pull up my Twitter now. He's He posts shit, and, like, today it was like, I call BS, and it was... He, ne- he almost never puts, like, tweets out. He puts videos out of himself. That's so, kind of bizarre. So, like, it was like, I call BS, and my first thought was... Like, because the, the comments are a gold mine. They're a gold mine of, of just, like, uh, I didn't even read them for this one, but the thing was, like, I call BS. And then I was like, I know, I know the comments are just going to be like, like how you called BS when you got off <laughs> with murdering your wife. Yeah, I, I don't follow OJ Simpson. He you has should. 24 tweets, though. Tw- yeah, 24 tweets, and most of them I better videos. He did <laughs> They're a- all videos. Dude, he made a video about how he was, like, friends with Michael Jackson. Jesus. He <laughs> plays a lot of golf. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to something, and they were saying about what his, like, net worth must be now. And he has, like, an NFL pension that's only, like, I think 40 grand a year or something. That's 40 free money. 40 well, grand free money. It's a pension. Yeah, but but like he was he, <laughs> he they were selling his memorabilia at an auction 
and then he broke into the guy's house and he's like, you need to sell me this for less money. <laughs> Not Wait, like, that actually give me my memorabilia. He's like, I want to buy this from you, but for less money than what it was sold at the auction. <laughs> so the guy just got uh, like basically ripped off. Yeah, like, oh no, I lost a grand on the OJ merch. Like, I wonder how much an OJ jersey goes for. You can probably look it up. Where's my phone? Let's 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 look it up. Let's go get an adventure. We're getting the lore into a, into a minute. Hold on a second. This is very pressing. Yeah, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm currently. Uh, I downloaded the. Uh, it's like a like a bubble game type, John. Um, and it's Toy Story. Hmm. So you know that's been occupying my time, and I need to zone out on the couch. Let's see, I'm on eBay. I got a notification. Let me check the notification quick. Oh, hear the the ching. Uh, brass, white, brass, round. Nah, that's, I'm good. Nah, somebody wants to buy something, but it's grossly underpriced. I'm going to cut a lot of this out. Okay, alright, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. I'm just going to type in OJ Simpson and see what comes up. Do it. OJ, oh my god. Se- 1970 tops OJ Simpson RC rookie card, number 90 on the bills. I thought he was 32. Uh, he was 32 on a different team, wasn't he? Oh, no, no, his overall rating is a is a 90. He was the man, dude. He was a fucking... I'm going to show a little... Sorry that it's my cell phone. There's his card. He was the man, and he's, he's really funny. Like, did you ever see the naked gun? No, why? The na- he's in the naked gun, and he's really funny in the naked gun. They're, the naked I gun movies. I don't think I've ever seen, like, anything produced by OJ. Well, it's not that he's, like, he didn't make them. Not, not like, produced, but, like, anything that he was in, like, as an actor. Declan. Hmm. I can buy an unsigned custom sewn stitch OJ Simpson blue jersey medium large extra large 2X. Guess how much? Um, I'm gonna guess $70. 35 34 well, 45 but it doesn't have a team on it. Ooh, that's, that's not a lot. That's insane. He and was, that's a jersey? It's a jersey, yeah, I'm looking at a bunch of them. He Jeez. fucking... That's, he, like, so cheap for a jersey. They're not great quality. Mm. But, like, he was such a fantastic football player and super funny... And, like, then he just murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> you know, it allegedly, happens to be like that allegedly, but yeah. Allegedly. But in he, Minecraft. He, 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 got a, he got away and then wrote a book called If I Did It, but whatever. You know, he had a fucking prank show called Juiced. This, I feel like I just, like, awakened a part of my soul that was sleeping because I did know that, but I completely forgot. Yeah, it was called Juiced, and it was like, he won the trial and didn't know what to do with himself, and this is, like, 98, 99, mm-hmm. and they made a prank, it was, like, a pilot that was, like, a, so, I don't know if you know this, but back in the day, VHSs used to, like, float around, like, you become, like, part of a mailing list that would get random, not blank, but, like, bootlegged VHSs that got passed around. Mm-hmm. There's a really good one called Apocalypse Pooh. That it's Winnie Apocalypse the Pooh. Pooh. Yeah, it's Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if it's a movie or if it's a couple like episodes of the TV show, but it's spliced over with uh, Apocalypse Now dialogue. 
I want to watch that. I haven't seen the whole thing because I've heard rumors that it's the whole movie, and then I've I've seen clips that are only like maybe four or five minutes long, but like it's Winnie the Pooh, and he's in his nightgown and his little cap, and he's carrying around this little pop gun, like you know those like cork pop guns. Yeah. And it just it's raining and it's pouring and he's like walking by the window and it's like Saigon. I've been in Saigon for months now. Like, oh my god. <laughs> you're, that's so exactly horrifying. Said, so, yeah, so, like, that's how uh, South Park got started. Really? It was that Trey Parker and Matt Stone had made, it was called The Spirit of Christmas, and it, was, it took place in South Park, which is, I think, a real place in Colorado, and that was, like, the town that everybody in, in school would be like, yeah, it happened in South Park. Like, it was like... Far enough, but close enough away. Yeah, that it was like that's where the shit went down. It was like a rumor amongst the kids. It's like for us, like with something happening. In- you can bleep that out. Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they 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 made the spirit of Christmas, and it's all stop motion, and that's where like the whole idea of it came from, and I think it's like Jesus fights Santa Claus or it's something. Jesus versus Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was put on VHS and, like, duplicated and duplicated and duplicated and passed around. And people were getting jobs off of it because they didn't put their names to it or their real names. Or people were just like, yeah, I'm Matt Stone. I'm Trey Parker. And they were getting jobs, like, working on television shows because of it. And then uh. Comedy Central approached them. And, like, that. so so there's a there's a whole... I, I, I've never found it. I've looked it up maybe once or twice, but maybe I didn't. I don't remember. And I looked it up. It's called Juiced. And, like, one of the pranks that they do is OJ drives a white fucking Bronco with bloody handprints all over the Bronco. Oh, my and would, God. <laughs> oh, my And he would drive up to gas stations and hop out. And people would see the car. And it's, like, 99, 2000, 2001. So people are just like, oh shit, a bron- a white Bronco. Like, the first thing I think of is OJ. Right. And then there's bloody handprints, and then, oh shit, there's OJ. It's fucking OJ, yeah. <laughs> and he would get out, and like, people would be like, looking at him, and be like, hey. And then he'd be like, I'm just, I just gotta get, gotta get a snack quick. And he'd run in and get like a bag of Doritos, a Mountain Dew, and a pack of gum, and get in the truck and drive off. <laughs> like. Jesus. Imagine, imagine seeing that, and you're. Nicole Brown Simpson's family. I got a little getting even to do. All right, so let's get into this lore. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that uh, actually could be the that could be the highlight. Just <laughs> the tale of OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fisto. Today, today's lore is on Fisto. Everybody's favorite oh, pleasure bot. Yeah. Um, a fully integrated security tech technology. Technotronic officer, office, officer, the only Protectron robot at Cerulean Robotics. Fisto can be reprogrammed uh, to a sexual servant, servant with a, with the uh, Wang Dang Atomic Tango Quest. James Garrett asked to find a sex spot for a customer. Uh, he his he has more health than any other Protectron. He does not have operational lasers. Uh, he actually has really, really, really weak punches. And he relies on those weak punches to fight back. And he's also very slow. 
Uh, he's kind of just a shitty Protectron. Mm-hmm. The courier can have sex with Fisto regardless of gender. The screen will go black. It takes an hour from game time, and drill sounds will be played. Declan, do you add drill sounds? Uh, sure, right here. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, James Garrett's dialogue suggests that he always wanted a sex spot. Fisto might actually be for him. Uh, Fisto can also only attack with his right arm. There's a joke there somewhere. Yeah. That's it. That's it? That's it. That's Fisto. I... Did you find Fisto on your first playthrough of New Vegas? Nope. I did. I didn't find Cerulean Robotics until, like, a week ago. Really? Can, before we divulge from there, I just want you to leave something in for the lore video. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't remember if you were a part of it or not. In high school, every Thanksgiving, we had a can drive. And the can drive was... you If you if you donate to the can drive, you could have a volleyball team, right? Mm-hmm. You remember this. Of course. So, yeah. one year, I made a Fallout one. And we were the Vault Dwellers. Were you on this team? I... Yes. Were I was. you? Yes. So, okay, so the whole thing is, like, you get money together, and you go to a place, and you make shirts, and we were fucking broke asses. We just didn't yeah. have any money, and... I remember, I remember getting the blue t-shirt from Walmart and spray, pay, uh, spray painting yes. the, uh, the yellow lines down it. Yes. And we just used, like, tape to kind of make it straight. Yeah. And the paint was just, like, hard and uncomfortable because it was spray paint. I still have mine. Mine's somewhere. I, uh, mine... I, I don't know why. I picked gray. I couldn't find blue in my size. So everybody was blue and I was gray. And it was written in yellow paint. And I was three dog and my number was 101. Do you remember what your name was? Because oh, that was a big thing. was like when you put names... Like every team was themed. So you'd have like the office. And like the people who were dating on the team were Jim and Pam. And the fat dude was Kevin. And the guy who put up most of the money for the team... But they just kind of kept around because he had the money was Michael. You know what I mean? Right, right. So... And then there was other ones that were like jokes. Like there was... um, Off All Day was their name. And their names were like other synonyms for lazy... But their mm. their team slogan was "You can't beat," and their team name was "Off All Day." <laughs> so then there was like um, there was one Stephen's brother had that it was the elements, and everybody picked an element, and the elements when they all stood next to each other in the right order was no pussy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, holy shit! I didn't know that. You didn't know that, really? No, I didn't know that one. So he was telling me they only stood together once to get the picture, and the biology teacher walked over and was like, "I saw your shirts, and you're, if I see you line up again like that, I'm giving you all detention." Because he was a fucking prick. Yeah. But we were the vault dwellers, so we all picked names from Fallout. There was, uh, I was three dog. There was, there was another kid who was Elder Lions. Somebody was Fox. I don't remember who I was. Were you Dogmeat? I might have been Dogmeat. I want to say... Okay, but one kid was Fisto. 
And he's like, dude, I want to be the fucking sex robot. I'm like, Fisto, he's like, yes, yes. So you had to get everything, okay, you had to get everything approved. So Vault Dwellers was fine. Fisto mm-hmm. was fine, right? Mm-hmm. The next year, or uh, the year after that... We, oh, we want to do the Bad Breakers. We want to do the Bad Breakers, because Breaking Bad was ending. No, this yeah. was the next year, because I didn't have a team that year. We wanted to be the Bad Breakers, and they were like, what is it? And I was like, oh, like, what do the names mean? And I'm like, oh, we're all characters from Breaking Bad. Yeah. And they're like, you can't do that, it's a show about meth. And I was like... Who gives a shit? It's not like like one kid's name was Roof Pizza. Like Yeah. <laughs> and and I was and I wasn't I wasn't uh I don't even think my name was Heisenberg, it was just Walter. Because I shaved my head and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna wear a like a like a hat like his. Yeah. And I and I shaved my beard to be a goatee. And they're like, Yeah, you can't do this. I was like, but I shaved. Um but no, I just wanted to add that that we had a fallout volleyball team. So you can end the lore That's- here. Yeah, that's uh, that's really fun. Um, sorry, I completely like forgot about that. About the Fallout volleyball team, I I completely just the volleyball for- team. Yeah, the, the the volleyball team. I I completely forgot. No, uh, yeah, it was a fucking point in my life that uh, you know, I did a thing that revolved to this. Yeah. Um, was that the year that Fallout Four was announced? Nope, Fallout Four was announced my senior year. So that was the next year. That's when we were trying to do Bad Breakers. No, I was right. your freshman year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it, the Fallout one was freshman year because I remember I started hanging out with you because now I started seeing you more. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yo, you got a team? And you're like, no. I was like, I, I got you. Yeah. Because um, I know I missed the volleyball tournament a bunch of years for like vacations or work or something. Really? Yeah. I remember you missed it one year. I think I missed it two out of the four. I don't even remember what my last one... Oh, my la- uh, the last one was Roscoe's Wetsuit. Was what? Was Roscoe's Wetsuit. Yeah. And ever- and we didn't put numbers or names, it was just Roscoe's Wetsuit, because one of my favorite albums ever had come out like a year before, and uh, I was like, dude, let's just name it Roscoe's Wetsuit. So there's six dudes walking around the school, and if you know what... Roscoe's wetsuit is about we were we were like we're not telling anybody what it means so we're just walking through school and they'd be like hey what and they were black or they're white t-shirts with black like prison lettering that just said Roscoe's wetsuit across the chest and that was it I have mine somewhere I gotta find it but uh yeah sorry that was a tangent that I didn't want to go on that was fun though so we're moving out of lore. Sorry, we've yeah. Got, we've got some stuff to talk about. <sighs> so, this week, we're going to have a little bit of like a, a light discussion. We're just going to talk about our feelings about some stuff in video games. Kind of like a and, think piece, right? Yeah, kind of like a think piece. Just okay. kind of like um, just having a chat. And we want to be, we talked about it beforehand. We want to be really clear that what we're talking about are our opinions. We're not really trying to push anything on anyone, and we're not trying to take sides in any, like, big overarching debates. We're just kind of, we're just, like, speaking how we feel, and we're going to try our best not to, uh, not to cross any lines, you know what I mean? When, and I said this, I said this to Declan right before we started recording, when I kind of sat down and wrote up, like, the thesis of the show, 
Um, nothing is off limits, but there's also the kind of like a common decency thing. Yeah, and we're just going to try to be decent for you guys. And I, I, I think any sort of censorship whatsoever is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I when I came up with the idea, it was no religion, no politics, no money. Right. Unless it's like, like oh, like, hey, did you see the PlayStation 5's coming out? It's going to cost 600 bucks. Like, that's... Yeah. That's different. It's different than talking about, like, personal finances. Exactly. So... There's 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 a few things that we're going to talk about that kind of dips into to some topics that can seem more political, and I don't I don't want you to think that this is now going to they're turning the frogs gay and they're putting yeah. chemicals in the water and chemtrails. It's, it's not. It's not that. It's yeah. not as fucking as fucking funny as that would be to sit here and just make up conspiracy theories. It's not. It's just yeah. certain things that affect us. And we just want to kind of give our opinion on it. We're not saying it's right. We're not saying it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that little disclaimer kind of out in the open and out of the way, um, we are going to talk, of course, about video games, but specifically um, how sexuality plays into video games. Sure. Uh, um, seeing that our lore was about Fisto, the, the sex robot, it's <coughs> going to mostly revolve around uh, around sex itself. Um, how, like... Sex itself women... as, as a verb or as an adjective? Um, I don't... I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at English. Um, What's just a about... pejorative? Hmm? What's a pejorative? I have no idea. Fuck. I, like, I always hated, like, parts of speech. Yeah, I... I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what an adverb is. Eh, I speak English good. <laughs> I mean, we went to public school. Uh, yeah, just so thanks. I was waiting for it. We got to say at least once an episode. Yep, right. Um, <laughs> but it's going to revolve around um, around sex and other like ex- explicit content. It's going to also we're going to touch on queer identities in video games, and um, just kind of like where sexualization of characters kind of plays into video games. I I, I want if I can be so bold, kind sir. Sure. Absolutely. Can we start with that quote that you sent me earlier? Yeah, so I was looking at some articles earlier, and um, I uh, remind me to link our articles in the description below. Okay. I have two that I wanted to uh, at least peruse. I, I only know the one that you sent me. Yeah, that was just a quote, because um, this one is from an article that was posted on uh, Medium.com. Okay. It was posted in 2018, so it's uh, a little bit old. Okay. But the, there's an excerpt, and it's... Is this the one you sent I me? Quote, Yes. I'm going to look at it as you read it. Okay. Um, Sexuality, especially female sexuality, is a hotcake. It is one of the most defining factors in the purchase of a video game. It is a commodity, a dick fight, a competition between games, which one can show more, expose more, and who can get away with it. What is a dick fight? Kind of like a cockfight. So that's, is that's it what they were going for. But are they going for, like, two chickens fighting, or are they going for a pissing they, contest? It was kind of a play on words of cockfight, but, like, quite literally, like, using sexual imagery. But, like, okay, so it's... They're saying that which game could be more sexually objectifying? Yes, and that that plays a part in a consumer's uh, likelihood to buy a okay. game. I'm gonna um, tell you... I'm gonna just tell you flat out. Mm-hmm. I read this... Multiple times to make sure I didn't have a stroke. 
<laughs> because some of the wording is weird. Like a dick fight. Yeah. And I've never I've never walked into a store to buy a video game and said, This one's got titties. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've never and and did you know the thing about The Last of Us? With the cover art of The Last of Us? Um didn't it show um Ellen Page naked or something? What the fuck are you talking about? No. No, no. she's like twelve. Oh, oh, the Ellie, yeah. But like sorry, there there was another thing that was like weird about that. It was, I, and I have my copy on the other side of the room, but I have a lot of things in front of me, so I can't grab it. Declan, right. throw a picture up. Um, I'm pretty sure the official artwork is of Ellie looking, like, off of the box, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then Joel looking, who's, like, in the in the background, and she's in the foreground. And Joel's looking at Ellie, and, like, it's in this kind of landscape of a, of a, a dilapidated city, right? Right. So, like, that's a lot being said right there. Is it's it's an apocalyptic game. Everything's overgrown. This girl is looking to what could be out there, and here's this man who is looking after this small child. Not small child, right. but like a child. But this, this kid, yeah. Sony said to them, "Put Joel up up front because that's going to sell games." Because the action the, hero being there. The the idea, yeah, the idea was, men will buy it because they want to be the action hero, and women will buy it because they're attracted to that hero. And Naughty Dog, I think it's Naughty Dog who makes it, who makes The Last of Us. They were like, no, that's not what the game is about. The game is not about Joel. It's about it's Ellie. Older, it's about Ellie, yeah. Which have you ever played The Last of Us? Yeah, it's a great game. That game is one of the only games that has ever made me cry, and. It did it in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, the first 30 minutes of that game, I, like, I pick it apart with my game developer brain. I it's, fucking love it. It's the up of mo- of games. It, it, it honestly is. That's how I would describe it. Oh, oh, oh. It's, it's really good. Driving around with your uncle? Oh, God. Um, Fuck. So, when I read that, I've never once, I've never, the only time I've ever thought anything was over-sexualized was a movie. I've never, yeah. I've never really looked at something and been like, "That's over sexualized." I, I just don't. I, I think a lot of games, especially now. Okay, so here's the thing. Do you think some games? Hold on, hold on. Before we switch topics, do, is there anything you yeah. want to say on what we read? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm Sorry. gonna fill in a little bit. Um. Uh. Shortly after, it says. Um, it kind of references the term sex sells as yeah. a as a way of like showing something attractive to drive profits. Did you ever um, see those Hardee's commercials? The ones where it's like the it's, stripper eating the burger. Yeah, it's like a, a yeah. stripper who only eats like pistachios a day eating yeah. like a like a 2700 calorie burger. Mm-hmm. And why do you remember that? Because there's a stripper eating eating a burger. Not right, because yeah. like oh like like the old spice commercials. Yeah. Why do you remember them? Cuz they're funny. They're they're funny or, and also like there's like shirtless dudes. Well, um, okay, I didn't even think of that. But okay, how about Well, that doesn't even even help either. Fuck. I was going to say the Dostecki's commercials. Cuz the Do- the Dostecki's commercials are the most interesting man in the world, right? And those are fucking brilliant yeah. commercials. Yeah. And like but even there is that slight sex appeal to it. I never yeah, thought like that, that guy's like this, uh, like Casanova, like this this 
this this dude, the successful looking dude. That he's an older guy, but still yeah. kind of has younger girls. Fuck, I never saw that. I really this did. like this like, like Hugh Hefner type dude. But so many people love those commercials, and I don't think they're sitting there like, "Wow, this dude scores." Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I remember, I remember... If I, I drink Dos Equis, I'm going to get all the young-looking ladies. See, but I never thought that. Like, are there people that genuinely think like that? Yeah. Like, I, I've never... There I are even, some people that are just dogs. No, 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 I know. I work with old white men. But, like... Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't... I've never seen a commercial and been, like... You know, James Dean... I've never seen a movie or something and been, like, James Dean wears that jacket. I should wear that jacket. I think it's a lot more subliminal... It's more about like portraying a certain a certain status onto an object, and I don't think it's going to be like the active thought of like I have to wear that to be successful. It's more of like it's the, like the subliminal pattern recognition, and I could just completely be bullshitting. I don't know anything about the human psychology, um, but it's kind of the way I always saw it as like things get associated with other things. Um, Based on, like, desirability. Like, there's yeah. nothing that makes a, a Gucci belt better than a regular leather belt then, that, then like... You, then you don't understand Gucci. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's given a value. Yeah, it's the same... Just, and, like, Louis Vuitton, right? I love Louis Vuitton. I'm, I'm fucking... If, I don't buy luxury anything, but if I go buy luxury anything, something about Louis Vuitton fucking Louis, does yeah. to me. They, their, so, their products never go on sale. If it doesn't sell, they just stop making it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's such a fucking... I also like history, and I think they have yeah. a nice little bit. So go on. But I think it's very similar to that, where, like, something is given this mental value without anything to really back it up. It's kind of... These things are given these, like, sexual values, and, of course, like, humans are animals just like any anyone else. Mm-hmm. You're looking for a mate, you're looking for a partner. And I think they're really playing at that psychology there. I guess. I just... I. It's not meant to be... It's not meant to make you have that active thought. It's meant to get a couple layers deep. Okay. And advertising theory is super interesting about that. Yeah. So, and I, I think that quote, it's not fair to kind of say it alone. Because you're not getting that full context of, yeah. like, this is kind of aiming more in the advertisement way. Not literally saying, oh, anime titties, I need that, like, you know? Yeah. So, so give me... Sorry, I keep cutting you off, but give me the rest. Um, have you ever heard the term sex sells? It can't be associated any better other than for video games. Since the 1980s, the games were driven by tropes of women, such as the damsel in distress, like in Mario, and woman in the refrigerator, like in Max Payne. It's er, The sad reality is that if a video game product has, Wait. has nudity, it will find an audience, it'll find an audience and in turn a market. The woman in the refrigerator? That's like the name of a trope. Like you, the damsel gonna, in distress is the name of a quote. You're gonna have to look up what woman in the refrigerator means because I don't I don't know that trope and I fucking what a name. But like, uh, women in the refrigerator. Uh, a trope whereby female characters are. Injured, killed, or downpowered, um, an event uh, gradual or collectively known as fridging. That sometimes, uh, sometimes to stimulate protective traits and often a plot device for a male character story arc. 
so, so it's basically like, like depowering a woman so that a hero can come save the day. Okay, you know? okay, that's really interesting. Okay, cool. Because I, yeah. okay, I want to expand on that. Um, yeah. Did you ever play Final Fantasy VII? I did not. Neither did I. You know how the big part of Final Fantasy VII is girl dies? Mm-hmm. There was a... The, the, okay, so the way I kind of got into podcasts was NPR's This American Life, right? You always told me about it. I really should listen to it. I, I just like stories. I just want to listen to stories all day long. And they had one recently, and I don't remember the name of it or the number of it, but it was all about... The, the first half of it was all about Alara? Eris Eris, mm. right? I Declan, think While so. I'm talking, look up Girl Who Dies in Final Fantasy VII. It's all about how, like, the the woman who's doing the, the, the interview is saying, like, my brother played this growing up. Eris. Eris, I was right? Yep. Cool. Uh, thank you. As as my brother was growing up, he played this game, and she's like, I remember him crying when, when Eris died. And she's going, she's like a very one-dimensional character. But is it is it wrong to assume that women, when they are portrayed, have certain characteristics because a majority of women have those characteristics like i was having this conversation recently with noah and his sister and i was saying i would trust a female teacher before i trust a male teacher all of my favorite teachers were female because a woman has that natural mothering instinct right you know what i'm saying yes yeah so like every teacher that i had that was male kind of felt like they were just doing the job now, mind you, throughout when I was in school, I might have had maybe, let's say, 40 teachers, right? Yeah, throughout like your entire academic career, yeah. There are 40 million teachers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I had a very, 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 very small percentage of all yeah, teachers. Like a small sample set, yeah. But from my experience, I would trust a... F- I would trust, I don't want to say trust, because it's not like, oh, a male teacher, or he doesn't know what he's talking about. But my favorite teachers, the ones that were more sensitive, that were more caring, that when they spoke to you, it felt like that they cared about what you thought and how you felt, were always women. Young Heather. Young Heather, she was a friend of the show. Young Heather was the person who, who got me to like writing. Because I wrote a story and she took me aside and was like, this is really good and you have something. And a a male teacher, from my experience, would have just been like, you did a good job, kid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and maybe because I was raised by women, like I grew up around my mom, my sister, my grandmother, and I was fortunate enough to have my great-grandmother in my my very young uh early development stages of my life or until I was like 12, right? 11, mm-hmm. 10, 12. So maybe I have a bit of a bias, right? I mean, everyone has a bias one way or another. Um, yeah. But even though bias is usually seen as like a bad thing, it I wouldn't really consider that a bad thing. It's just kind of the situation that you grew up in. Oh, yeah, but I'm sorry, I got derailed. Sorry, go ahead. So what I'm saying is when Eris dies, the woman doing the interview is saying that it's like, it's, oh, the woman is dead. And now it revitalizes the team and you go take down, um, what the fuck's his name? 
Sephiroth. I was I yeah. called him Shigarath. <laughs> Drink water. Drink water. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to that all week. I gotta listen to that again. Oh, it's such a good album. Um, so, like, she's saying, like, she's not a good character. She's just pretty. She doesn't do anything. And... It was more I, of, like, it's more of a symbol. It's a honestly. symbol, but she was saying if it was a younger brother, because she's more of, like, a little sister character. So if it was a, a younger brother character versus a younger sister character, would it have been different? And Would it have been as a, as memorable as a moment? Like you're Yeah. Saying? Huh, I don't like, know. In the beginning, it's kind of an interesting in question. The begin- Ugh, fuck, I don't want to spoil anything. But let's just say if the beginning of, of The Last of Us was flipped without giving too much away, Declan... Mm-hmm. Right. If it was swapped, would it have been as, as memorable? You know what I mean. Um, and, and here's here's my here's my retort to all of that. Good mm-hmm. storytelling is good storytelling. You could get you could get someone who has never written anything outside of an eighth grade English classroom to write something and use all the tropes in the book, and it's gonna be awful you know what i mean yeah but if you get somebody like let's say like a tarantino or a woody allen or a kubrick right and someone that has like create or like a like a tolkien like anyone that like can create massive worlds yeah yeah you can where one of tarantino's things he's always said is good artists uh what is it good artists copy great artist steel reservoir dogs his first movie is like almost taken directly from a japanese movie django has so many little things in it that are just references to other movies that he's stealing these shots almost completely but putting his own spin on it yeah good writing is just art writing art is inherently referential that too so i think the argument of of like this is a little a little sister savior or a female savior isn't necessarily like yes if they wrote it to be that trope and it worked sure but sometimes it just fits better you know what i mean sometimes it's just better writing you know what i'm saying yeah i know what you're saying i definitely see where you're coming from like and i i agree and i think it has a lot to do with uh with your own, with your personal culture. Like, um... Okay. Like, I am more inherently drawn to uh, queer people in writing and in games and in movies mm-hmm. because I identify with that. I think it has a lot to do with um, something that identifies with your personal experience. If, you've ex- if you're a big brother and you have a little sister, you're going to have that inherent protection like, oh, I'm g- going to protect the, the small girl. Know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I didn't think of it like, from that standpoint. That kind of, it relates more to your own personal experience. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And if you want me to cut it out, tell me. Sure. Before you came out, before you, like, understood, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Did you before find yourself... I got yourself, my shit figured out. <laughs> did you find yourself drawn to those characters prior? Um... I feel like I... Did, but not for, like, the same reasons. It was more of, like, seeing things from a... At that point, it was seeing things from a different perspective. Okay. And I was, uh... I, I was just kind of being adventurous in my... In my choice of... 
of things I consumed. And I think that has a lot to do with just kind of like being a teen. Kind of, those are very explorative times. Yeah. I, but like, okay. I, I, I want to kind of come back to the sexualization of things real quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is, I feel like this episode is going to be very like. All over the place. Yeah. And that's, that's not a problem. We're, like I said, we're having a chat. The only time I've ever sat there and said, oh, this is overly sexualized to take advantage of somebody is Suicide Squad. Only time. And and I remember when you said that, because when you, you, I remember you went and you saw it. And I, 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 I never, I, I never it. saw it. I refuse it. to see yeah. it. I will not give that, that no? schlock money. No, no way. Uh, well, I remember Jared around Leto, when the trailer Let's talk about out. fucking Jared Leto as the Joker. What, are you fucking kidding me? And now Russell, fuck, not Russell Crowe, what's his name? Um, Joaquin? Joaquin Phoenix is going to play the Joker? I'm going to see it, uh, but I don't... So go on. All right, but, sorry, sorry, I remember around the time when those trailers were out, and when it was out, you had said to me, that this is, that's just like over-sexualization. And I looked at you, and I was like, it's usually not like you to say that. Yeah, um, I was disgusted. I wanted, I wanted to know your thoughts on it, and I think I just wanted to... I wanted to portray that before you kind of tell your part of the story that it kind of, I don't want to phrase it like this, but it was like, even Vince thinks it's too sexy. <laughs> you know? See, and, and I, I think what it mostly is, is not that like I sit there and I look for, Oh, that's over sexualized. Oh, that's this. Oh, that's that. I kind of look at it as like, that's somebody's vision to an extent. Mm-hmm. So if you saw it that way, that's how you saw it. You know what I mean? Like there's right. tons of movies that are over sexualized, but maybe that's the style it's going for. Like, okay. going back to Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood takes place in the 60s. It's 69, right? Right. So there was a lot of backlash that, that uh, Margot Robbie, who played Sharon Tate, like, she's, she doesn't have shoes on for a lot of the movie. And Tarantino, it's like known that he has a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, one, okay, he's gonna, he, he, he did it in almost all of his movies. There's women walking around without shoes on. Uma Thurman plays uh, Mia, Wallace. Mia Wallace. She's dancing no shoes in Jackrabbit Slims. Yeah. Kill Bill, which I think the Kill, the Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2 might be my favorite Tarantino movie. Really? Yeah, I was having a conversation. I think it's like that and then Django. Um, in that, there's a scene where she's like, wiggle your big toe. And it zooms in on her feet. In Dusk Till Dawn, there's fucking... Uh, I can't think of her name. The actress comes out with a boa constrictor and pours champagne down her leg and it drips off of her feet into Quentin Tarantino's mouth. Like, okay, the dude's obviously got a fetish, right? Yeah, right. But at least he's not making them strip naked on film. You know what I mean? Like, though it's uh, it's in your face, it's not... No, it's in your face. In Once Upon a Time, it's in your face... But it's not like it doesn't make sense. It's not like it's just there for the sake of being there. Yeah. It's the 60s. It's the late 60s. It's the Manson family 60s. So, like, when, when the one girl hops in Brad Pitt's car, she puts her feet up on the dash, right? Mm-hmm. And the way it's shot is, is it's an interesting shot because her feet are just kind of off of screen. And... Like, you acknowledge that they're there, but it's not like you're like, oh, look, the feet. And there's another yeah. scene that I love the way it's shot that Sharon Tate, Margot Robbie playing Sharon Tate, is watching the movie that Sharon Tate is in in the theater, right? 
Oh, that's kind of cool. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's really good. You should. And mm-hmm. she takes her shoes off and puts her feet up on the seat and watches the movie. But when you're watching that scene, I remember being so engrossed into it because the the movie, the screen of the movie is is uh, in full is it focus. In focus, yeah. But her feet are like slightly off center, and they're out of focus so i felt like that was the person in front of me watching the movie so like it felt like uh, it had okay. purpose when when yeah. she puts so her feet so it's purposefully up, done is what you're getting at yeah like when when she puts her feet up on the dash right mm-hmm. uh she puts her feet right against the window and it kind of opens up this like way too familiar sense like she's way too comfortable with Brad Pitt's character already and they've this is the first time they've spoken more than just looking at each other from the car while they're driving. So right, yeah. It it's meaningful. It's not just like here's feet for the sake of feet. It's she's kind of walking all over him in his kind of bubble in a sense, right? And right, it yeah. alludes to like the next shot where they go to a place and somebody has their feet on a TV screen. So it's like a little bit of like and it's not like the feet are zoomed in on it. It's a, it's a group shot of a bunch of people. Someone's laying on the floor and their feet are just on a TV screen. It doesn't zoom in on the TV screen, but I thought it, it, I could be looking too deep into it. But still. I think you do. I think you like to analyze media. I, I think you fucking, really do. I do. But. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yes. The whole point, And like the whole point of, 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 of Harley Quinn and the Joker's relationship is that it's an abusive relationship. The Joker is taking advantage of Harley. Harley is in like a weird... So, for those who don't know, and Kyle, shout out to you, buddy. This one's going to give you a fucking semi. I know it. (laughs) Harley, she was a doctor. She was a psychiatrist. Her name was Dr. Harleen Quinzel. And she worked at Arkham Asylum. And she was assigned to the Joker's to the Joker's case or whatever while at the asylum and she fell in love with the Joker and pretty much turned her into a batshit crazy killing machine, right? Mm -hmm. So he's abusive. He treats her like shit. He gives her validation only when it's, when it's, uh, it's useful to him. Yeah. So here's this movie where they get a beautiful actress to wear the most God awful fucking suit I've ever seen for a modernization of a character. The original Harlequin, Harley Quinn, because there's a there's a DC bad guy whose name is the Harlequin, which is a totally different thing. Yes. For Harley Quinn, it's it's this one piece, and don't get me wrong, it's form fitting, right? Right. But at least it keeps with the theme. At right. least it keeps with the 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 idea of a clown. At least it keeps with she has her face painted. And then like the Arkham Asylum games did it, and they kind of scamped it up a little bit. And I remember there's one where, excuse me, where you throw Harley over Batman throws Harley over his shoulder, and like yeah, you could see her full ass is hanging out. I don't remember which game it is, but like I get why they did it. It was the modernization of it. I don't think it was right, right. but it's not as egregious as. Suicide Squad. The whole, Where it's more gratuitous. The, yeah, the whole marketing of Suicide Squad was come see Margot Robbie in fishnets and a pretty much underwear wearing a shirt that says daddy on it. And she there's a, there, in every trailer, it's her ta- putting her shirt on or taking her shirt off. 
Like, like that, that's just excessive. That's that's like this is going to be a, a, a too much. This might sound too much, but it's like sexualing sexualizing someone with Down syndrome. Uh, hear me out. Hear me. Hear me out. Hear me out. Would you sexualize someone who's a victim of some sort of sexual assault? Oh, absolutely not. That's what you're doing. You don't think that within like they don't ever show it, but the Joker would be sexually assaulting Harley? I I definitely think that's within reasonable explanation because of their relationship. It's abusive. So do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're 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 sexually glorifying somebody who does have a mental disorder right stockholm syndrome she's definitely yeah. got something that's uh um help me here you hear me fucking floundering yeah like, um i was gonna say stockholm syndrome but like the, and that is a mental disorder is it yeah, not she yeah she's been manipulated okay is like conditioned is, is down syndrome not a mental disorder um that's a physical disorder okay i apologize then it's, i am mistaken what is a, a, a mental disorder? Um, I have spoken. I want to apologize. What, what about I, like, uh, what about like, uh, like just like regular? Is is autism? Uh, yes. Everything. The definition of everything changes so fast that I don't know how to keep up. Yeah. So okay, um, I'll say just like regular off-brand psychosis, which is give me an example. Literally, just like becoming a psycho, like mental instability. So, I need context. Um, I'll just I'll just read it. Is it really physical? Yeah, Down you syndrome. have less or less or more chromosomes. But doesn't it affect your brain? Yeah, but like you can, you can like say another mental disorder. Uh, is technically like depression and anxiety. You can develop that. Okay, so would you? Yeah. Would you? Would you sexually glorify someone who's depressed? Like, no. In fact, that there's been big controversy about that in recent years. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're glorifying somebody with a mental disorder for their body, which is something that is that's some fuck shit. Which is something yeah. that is is out of their control that has been put onto them. And in Harley's in Harley's case, it's. She was she she's been manipulated to the point where this is where she gets her only some of her only points of validation from the Joker. That's what we're gonna sell on. Yeah. What are you nuts? And it's it's wrong. People walking wrong. around with daddy's little monster t-shirts, like, oh I'm cute because I'm Harley. You don't understand the character. Like that's yeah, like, that's uh, yeah. I, I I know exactly what you're getting at. And that's why I was so upset because that's why I get upset about these fucking superhero movies, too. That's an argument for another day. Fucking another follow day. source material. 80 fucking years of Batman has been written. You can't fucking follow the source material and make a good movie. Uh, but, like... But I would, at some point... I know that we're kind of, like, mid-discussion. I would want to move on to another another aspect of... Sorry, sorry. Go. I apologize. Uh, no problem. Um, I'm not trying to silence you. I want to be very clear. Um, I want to touch on sexual sexuality in video games from a representation standpoint, okay. uh, that being queer representation in games. Uh-huh. So I've got a quote from another article. It was one that was posted on Games Radar. Can you, can you um, before you do that, can you define queer? Because it feels like yes. three years ago I couldn't use that word, and now it's okay to use again. I'll get the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Because that's, that's another thing that I'm not too keen on, is that 
as soon as a word is outlawed, you can't say it. Like, is it offensive to say black, or is it right to say African-American? But what if um, I'm talking to someone who's of African descent, but they're in Asia? You know what I mean? And they're from mm-hmm. there. Because I thought black was the universally accepted term, but I could be wrong. Like, oh, hey. So there's there the black guy who helped me jump my car before. You know what I mean? Like, Right, yeah. Um, so there are a couple different entries for queer in Merriam-Webster. The okay. first one uh, means differing in some way. That, that is something that is unusual or Well, that's just like... Or strange. If I, yeah, like if I yeah. saw someone with a green hat and a blue shirt, I'd be like, oh, that's queer. Like, yeah, like odd, strange, uh, weird. But what is the sexual queer? Um, of or relating to or characterized by sexual or romantic attraction to members of the own se- of your own sex. Um, a, so a, a B gay definition guy. would be, yeah, uh, okay. would be or a woman, yeah. Uh, the B definition is relating to or characterized by sexual or romantic attraction that is not limited to people of a particular identity or orientation, meaning uh, someone that falls in the LGBT community. That's what we usually go for when we talk uh, when we talk stuff about queer politics. Okay, so I want to ask you a question then, and I feel like I already know the answer. Sure. Do you feel like sometimes it's being forced down your throat? Uh, n- no. Like, like it's being done just for the sake of doing it. Not that it has yes. good intent. It's just done. That's what I meant yes. by that. Yeah. Because that, I think that actually, I'm gonna, does it I am going to cover time. that. I'm going to cover that. That's actually called queer baiting. Yeah. Borderlands yeah. does it constantly. Um, less than you think, actually. No, but, no. You want to talk about how Borderlands does, does it? I have, a bit, I have a bit on that later. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I have a quote from this article that I wanted to read. Okay. Uh, because it kind of surprised me. Okay. And that is 179. That is the number of commercially released games my search found that featured queer characters. It might seem like a lot, but in the grand scheme of thousands upon thousands of released games, it's really not much. It's even less when you consider how few of those characters are even significant. Of those 179 games, only 83 have queer characters who are playable. And of those, only 8 feature a main character that is pre-written as queer, as opposed to having the option to be queer. That's okay. just 8 characters. Can I, can I just say something quick? Sure. I understand people want to play something that they're used to, or that they feel comfortable with. Yes. But part of going into a movie or a video game, I feel like, is to be in the shoes of another person. And I understand if it's easier for you to, 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 to fall into those shoes, to fill those shoes, if it's something that you already identify with. But it's also good to be adventurous. No, it is. And I'm not saying it's yeah. wrong, but I'm just saying, like, I don't look, I've never, like, I'm trying to think of a game that has, like, a playable character who's gay in it. Exactly. Like, like, but a lot of the games I play allow you to choose that. Like, Fallout allows you to choose that. Skyrim I mean, you, allows you to You play a lot that. of RPGs, so that kind of falls into the 183 games have uh, queer playable characters. It's because you have the option to do so. And, and, and like, I'll, the first gay character I thought of um, was um, the guy you meet in The Last of Us. I don't remember his name, but it's at name. the school. And yeah, I just don't remember his name. The only way you find out he's gay is because he had 
like male porno that oh, Ellie yeah? picks up. Like that's the only way. And that I, I don't think I caught that. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what I think is like. I don't. I'm not going to say it's the right way to do it, but I think it's like a good way to do it because it doesn't just generalize them as gay. It's yeah. not just I'm a gay. It's that's it's, not. It's part of who they are, but it's not their character trait. It's not the selling feature. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's like a bonus add-on. Yeah. Um. So this article is actually kind of. Uh, I, I liked it. I read it. It was. Mm. Um. It was produced in 2018. Can I add just one more thing to that? Sure. They didn't say what games that they were covering. If they were covering all AAA titles, if they were covering indie titles as well. Um, um, they have a couple of mentions in here. Uh, Fallout has a mention. Um, really? Fallout 2, actually, to be more specific. Um, Fallout it, 2 uses that F word we're not allowed to use anymore. Yeah, actually. Um, but, but again, it's made by a gay guy, so does it like... It's a, a fine line. So, the first game to actually Can feature you a queer it? character... Me? Yeah. I could, but I just prefer not to. Say it, say it, say it! No, I'm good. Think about all that power you have with that word. It's a power like, I Can I to... say it because my best friend's a gay guy? No, it's like it's it's not you don't get the, you don't get the f word pass like the no, like the n word pass. Like, oh, I could say that my best friend's black. Like, yeah, you know you, you don't have the n word pass and you don't have the f word pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the first game to actually feature a queer character was 1986's Moon Mist, where one of the randomly selected plot lines featured an artist, Vivian, who was in a relationship with another woman, Deirdre. Huh. Um, so in 1986, the gays were invented. Yep, that's when the gays were invented. <laughs> uh, but it was a side character. Okay. Um, also, uh, Deirdre was already dead, so that fe- that goes into bury your gays. We're going to talk about bury your gays. Um, uh, more significantly, in 1998, Fallout 2, um, it was the first game to include same-sex marriage, uh, but it included it in a time where same-sex marriage was still illegal. So that's, uh, that's a point of note. Is that that's good though? No. Yeah, this was before civil partnerships even existed in the UK. To put that in perspective. Well, when did civil partnerships? Did I ever tell you the civil partnership story? No, I don't think so. When I was when I was on Facebook, uh, this was years ago. A buddy of mine put on that he was in a civil partnership or a civil something, and someone goes and they're like, "Oh, cool. What does that mean?" He goes, "I don't know, dude, but it sounds like the Civil War." And I messaged, I looked it up, and I was like, "Dude, it's pretty much a gay marriage without being married." And he's like, "Oh," and then he changed. It. <laughs> like, oh, poor and, kid! And, like I watched it like unfold in real time because it's like, those are, "Oh, I those saw are... him change it." I saw the comments come in, and then I saw him change it back. Oh my god. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, civil partnerships came around in like the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Okay. But, yeah, most games that are involved, like same-sex marriage and topics like that, are um, are RPGs, because it gives you those customizability options. Yeah. Um, big story games that are kind of of note here, uh, Bioware does a decent job. Um, I know... Uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age do a pretty good job at queer representation, um, okay. where you have the options to uh, marry and bone people of the same sex. Um, the only canonical in Borderlands is uh, Janie Springs and Athena. 
And I love her. I love Janie Springs. That's the only canonical gay in uh, th- those really? two. Yeah. I feel like that game had a lot more sexuality in it. I mean, it's always that game's always been sexually provocative, but those are the only canonical gay characters. From I also just I want to say this as a side note because you said that I hate like sex humor. It's, it's easy. That's the only. It's, it's, oh my it's, god! It's on so bottom. There's there's um, I think it's Jay Leno. I was watching something with Jay Leno about writing jokes, and mm-hmm. he said your first punchline is going to be something with a curse word in it. And your second punchline is going to be something about sex. Throw them out and use the third one. Yep. It's just sex humor is the bottom. Of, it's like political humor. Like anybody, it's any so fucking goddamn, any easy. monkey with a typewriter could bang it out. Yeah, but um, no, you, I th- I feel like Borderlands did it way more. I think it's just because it had sexual humor all the time. Borderlands does a really good job at making interesting female protagonists. I agree. It's one of the only games that, like, it's not just girl for sake of girl. It's girl that is useful. Yeah. It's someone no, that's... it's person who is, who is useful and is girl. Yeah. But, like, you have you been watching any of the trailers or anything? For the new Borderlands? Yeah. I only saw the E3 one. That's the only one I saw, but I think it was Cool Uncle Kyle sent me a message saying, because I'm going to play the robot Beastmaster... Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, he's non-binary. And I just went, why the fuck does that matter? He's a robot. And I was like, oh, haha, non-binary, robot, like, binary. Yeah. Like, I get the joke, but like... It's easy. But no, not that it's easy. It's, you made that statement before the game came out to sell copies. Because yeah. now you've taken advantage of a peop- of a group of people that identify that way, and you say, oh, I'm going to play the game and play as him, instead of you getting the natural experience of you playing the game and, and uncovering that learning story. that. Yeah. You, you, and that's why, like, like, Pride Month, which we just left we, we, a little while that, ago, yeah. like, this, as soon as it turned into... Uh, the next month, it was fucking... Profile pictures. No longer was, rainbows. Yeah, no more... Like, who cares? Like, and the fact that pe- like it, it becomes a marketing scheme. You walk it into does, a... It does, yeah. You, you and it's a shame. Into, it honestly is a shame. Like, imagine if the fucking Lithuanian flag was on a whopper. You know what it's I mean? Lithuanian uh, Awareness Month. Like, but you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, if it yeah, was just like pandering. a fucking... It's pandering, and it, they're like... Fucking, I hate pandering. I hate when shit fucking panders to lowest common denominator. I'm not saying the, that the gays are the lowest common denominator. I'm saying that they're they're pandering to, like... Okay, say you're, like, 13 and you just came out, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say your parents are kind of old school, and they're not saying that you're wrong or that you're not welcome in the house anymore, but they just don't know what to do because they, they, they're from a different time. Right. Right? doesn't make them wrong. It's just they don't know what to do, and this is new. Right? The right. only exposure they might have to anything that isn't straight is that, oh, uh, fucking Terry at work, he brought his boyfriend to the fucking company picnic one time. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, you could be a 13-year-old kid and experience, like, oh, Burger King's wrapping up fucking chicken. I don't know why I keep going to... No, you know why I keep going to Burger King? Because they now have vegan bur- vegan Whoppers, and they're fucking delicious. Really? Um, I haven't tried it Oh, yet. dude, they're fucking crazy. I went with Noah the other day. But, like... It could be like, yo, we're wrapping up fucking chicken sandwiches in pride pride wrappers. Great, but when I buy the sandwich, how much is going to to aid the victims that were shot down in that club? Like, yeah, you, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, 
I know exactly what you're saying. And um, the commercialization of, of gay culture is a double-edged sword because, like you said, it increases visibility. It lets people that are discovering themselves know that they are seen and that they're okay and that they're a part of no, this No, no, it doesn't show that. It shows them that their dollars are seen because dollars don't have gender. Dollars don't have sex. Dollars are not, not sitting there going, I want the thing be it male or female in the red down the down the, the bar for me with the painted nails and the fucking hair done up and the glasses and the post fucking contemporary haircut like your dollars the money is binary you either have it or you do not no offense but let me finish my thought sorry 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 i didn't mean to cut you off i'm just yeah. saying that like um but seeing that visibility it, it helps whether it's done properly that's another debate but being able to look out the window and see that what i am is okay you can't put a price on that um that being said a lot of companies take that to the extreme they pander and it's become this commercialization and it's kind of it it eats away at the grassroots like actual part of, of queer culture and that's that is an issue and i really i do agree with with uh, your sentiment, but there is that part of visibility that you you just don't have to worry about that. See, I don't I don't agree with that because I look at it at, as as the commercialization of nerd culture, right? Like it's it's not the same. But hear me out. Yeah, and this is something that I've been I've been bothered by for a long time. I remember being in school, being a youngster, being a lad, and oh, you played video games, like. You you like Pokemon? You're in high school. You're 14. You still like Pokemon? Like you uh, you like comic books? You like you collect action figures? You're how old and you still build Lego sets? Like okay, first off, I don't play with them. I just like to build shit. But like, it's then, like fried chicken. Who doesn't like Legos? Yeah, but then it's like, oh, you like comic books? You fucking loser. Iron Man comes out. Watchmen comes out. Spirit comes out. Fucking the bastardization that is the Batman movies comes out. Oof. Cowboys versus Aliens comes out, which was originally a graphic novel. You good? Yeah, I was getting a drink. All this other shit starts coming out, and it slowly starts to become cool to be a nerd. And it's like, yeah, I'm a nerd. I saw all the fucking Marvel movies. I've seen all 26 movies that have come out. Come out. Okay, what else? Like, what else have you done? Like, I know it's not the same as being gay, but it's... That's my culture. I identify as a nerd. I identify as somebody with a niche like in something. With a hobby that I collect. That And, like... And don't you take me, it seriously. Don't... Exactly. Don't get me wrong. The same type of fanaticism, if that's a word, that I have... For blue and yellow here, as I, I'm pointing to my shelf, Declan. You're, you're everything, yeah. As, as the fanaticism I have for, for the money that I've spent on a fictional flag that is a, that is a, a representation of, of this. This fucking fiasco. I'm holding up the bag. This fucking fiasco. Yeah, like bag gate. The, like, the duffel kerfuffle. The amount of love and passion and dedication that is put into this is the same as people who like sports. So people who like sports that buy all the memorabilia, who put time aside to make sure that they watch the games, they cosplay as their favorite character, as their favorite player by buying yeah. their jersey. 
they I mean, paint their Force faces. fans are just cosplayers. Let's be real. No, but you understand what I'm saying? It's <laughs> yeah, I know exactly same, what you're saying. It's the, it's the same parallel. Like, anybody who's interested in something is a nerd in something. So when I see shit like... Like, when Pokemon Go came out, perfect example. I was still balls deep into Pokemon when Pokemon Go came out, right? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, you're playing it. And you're playing it. And you made fun of me three years ago for bringing my Game Boy to school and playing it. And you used to give me dirty looks back in the day for, because I used to play it. And you told me it was lame to begin with. And you told me you were a Yu-Gi-Oh guy, which, whatever, I'll let that slide. But, like, you're playing it too. So, are you playing it because it's the cool thing to do? Or are you playing it because you care about this? You have time invested in this. When you were 8, 9, 10 years old, you remember talking to your buddies going, man, how fucking cool would it be to ride a Dragonite or a Gyarados or a Lapras? Like, why? And like, I, I see exactly what you what you're saying. You're um, getting in on it because it's the cool thing to do. But this it, kind of latches. I'm sorry, I don't mean to no, cut you off. No, I know, I know. I'm sorry. But this kind of latches on your personal ideology of if I had to suffer, do more people have to suffer in the future? Now, don't take that quite like literally. What did? But, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, um, just because something was hard for me. Does that mean it has to be hard if somebody somebody else wants to experience the same thing? It's like saying, um, uh, okay, if, I, if I got saying. made fun of for playing Pokemon cards, does that mean that's a part? Like you need to get made fun of. That's part of, of liking Pokemon is getting made fun of. Yeah, like, and that's no. kind of part of your personal, uh, that's part of a pers- personal, like, ethical thing, um, how you, how you think about things. And it's not right or wrong, I, struggle builds character. But at the same time, someone's allowed to have a surface level interest in things and uh, and take part in that if they like it to a, even a smallest degree. Yes, you're allowed to have a surface level interest in something. I'm not saying that you're not. But what like, I'm, I'm saying sure is... half the people that play Pokemon Go don't claim to be someone that's caught every Pokemon or that owns every game. They just kind of wanted to play it because it was something fun to do. Totally, and I get that. But you have to also like know the history of it, like. If you're going to if you're going to play it, you're going to download it, play with your friends for one weekend, whatever. That's fine. But if you're going to sit there and like dedicate time to it and get into it and do the gym battles or the whatever the fucks they were at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, understand where that comes from. Because what's so interesting about all this blue and yellow that I have on the shelf here, and like I don't know if it comes out on the video or not, but there's Nuka Cola bottles back here that I made. Here, here's a Mentads tin that I made back in the day. Like, there is... There, there's there's love and appreciation that goes into all of this. So when I see somebody jumping on the bandwagon, it hurts a little bit because they're going to try to have the same enthusiasm that I have, but they don't have half the history. With time comes appreciation. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So and not everyone is willing to three Spider-Man movies and you're the biggest fucking Marvel nerd. Yeah. You don't even you could if I asked you what issue the Symbiote suit showed up in, I think it's 350. I'm probably wrong. I, I couldn't tell you. But you see what I what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you want to say I like this, go ahead and like it. You know what? You know what's one fandom that I've dived into but never dived completely into because of the gatekeeping? No. Record I, I was, I'm actually glad you brought up gatekeeping. I was going to say that a lot of this could be having to do with gatekeeping. Yeah. 
I the, have my collection of records. It's not huge. It's maybe a hundred of them. It's right over there, and my record player is right there. And I don't play my records as often because I've been so busy lately. But one of the things I remember tweeting out on my old Twitter, something about collecting records, and I got four replies, and all of them were like, you probably don't even own 100 records. You probably use a fucking... Um, what's those shitty ones that I always make fun of? Uh, the Crosley... The Crosley uh, fucking cruisers. Yeah. Like... And, like, that's another thing. Like, here I am talking about gatekeeping, but I see Crosley's being sold at Walmart and, and Barnes & Noble, and I'm like, if you buy this, you're an idiot. But also, it goes into researching something. Everything has a history, right? Mm-hmm. I will, like, I wear these Carhartt shirts and Levi jeans because I like the history of those companies. And you value the quality of the product. Yes. Like, I have, uh, I have hats here. That that I have them because there's a story attached to them. Like here's the captain's hat that I wore in the co- our cooking video. I have this because I always wanted a uh, captain's hat, and then it became like, oh, we're going to a party. I'm going to be the dude with the captain's hat. Like yeah. it became a thing. Like I have a hat here that's of one of my favorite restaurants in Brooklyn. I have a hat here that is. Uh, from when I went to Portland, I have a hat. That's a Portland hat. I have, like, I have a, a little toy right there. It's a little aluminum. I could grab it, but I have to move and it, I have to reset everything. It's a little aluminum train that is a shell gas train. And uh, I have it because it was one of the first items that when I set up a little antique booth, some guy traded with me. And I was like, oh, this is neat. And it sits there. You know what I mean? You- like you find sentimental value in things. I and mean, I think that's awesome. I do too. But not a lot of people do. Not everyone does. Then, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I just don't, I don't get getting into something. And I'm not trying to sound ranty, but, like, I don't get getting into something and trying to appropriate, and I fucking, I don't like saying this term because I don't believe it's a real, real problem. I think it's a problem when there's not appreciation behind it. But I think there's a difference between appropriation and appreciation in a big way. Absolutely, yeah. Like, okay, uh, cultural appropriation. There was a restaurant in Harlem that was selling 40s in a brown paper bag for like $23. That's appropriative, yeah. Yeah, but appreciative is when someone who... Like, you could like the Fallout games, and Fallout 4 could be your first game, and you could learn everything about that game, but don't claim to be a lore master, right? Yeah. Like, someone someone called me a lore master the other day, and I was like, no, not at all. Like, not I don't the, yeah. know everything. I don't like that title. I don't want to be referred to as that. You... You took me to a GameStop in a mall once and you said oh i know the guy who works here he loves fallout he's a huge fallout fan and i remember i went in and i asked him a question about fallout and he flipped it around and said like two things wrong and i oh, remember really? i just went oh okay and i walked out and i remember i looked at you and i go he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about like don't claim to be what you're not you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean so, and with to that, bring it back to the gays. With that, yeah, I was just gonna say that was a really good segue. Yeah. Um, this kind of falls into the topic of queer baiting, and uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm gonna just read a quote that very easily sums it up. It's from that article. Um, but nowadays, we do see publishers queer baiting. 
um, which is to say touting inclusion in an attempt to gain kudos and to market to a, a market a game to a queer audience while completely failing to follow up in the game itself. For example, Tracer may be the poster child for uh, Blizzard's massive success Overwatch, but the fact that she's a lesbian is left to a small online comic with no mention of her sexuality making it into the game itself. Yep. And I forgot about that. Yeah. So that is uh, that's a kind of a small example of queer baiting, and that's can we talk about that for a second? About queer baiting or about about Tracer? Overwatch? Sure. Kind of. Yeah. Um, the fir- I don't know if I've ever said it on here. The first time I ever played Overwatch, I picked Roadhog. Mm-hmm. Because I remember going, oh, he's a fat guy. Cool. As someone who is large, I've never seen, I don't want to say my people, but I've never seen big people be represented in any way that wasn't just he's lazy and he likes food. So Roadhog's first initial that I got from it, like the initial impression wasn't lazy and likes food. When he heals himself, sure, it kind of looks like he's eating something, but he also wears a gas mask and he's, like, inhaling something. Okay, fine. But I never once took it as, this is a fat dude who's sloppy and lazy and just a glutton. Like, and I really, really appreciated that. But when Tracer came out, when they had the comic of Tracer coming out, it didn't feel like it was being done as anything other than to just say, hey, remember our game? Remember our cover? Uh, yeah. Um, gay? Like, it didn't yeah. feel like it was a... Subs- like, and when... What's his name? 76? Mm-hmm. And I've said this on a previous episode. When Soldier 76 came out as gay, it didn't seem like it was something that was... It was a slow news day. Exactly, that's what it felt like. It was like, uh, guys, our numbers are dropping. Fucking uh, gay. Like, it just feels like make a character... Okay, perfect example. When I wrote the newest episode of Nuclear Family, mm-hmm. I wrote Leon as a gay guy. Not because I just wanted that joke of Richard going, oh, I wanted the joke... No, I didn't want a joke. I wanted it to be... I want to explore how sexuality and race don't exist anymore after the bombs drop because we don't worry about that. We worry about how are we going to eat. Yeah. So It becomes a secondary or non-issue. Yes. So I thought, okay, how do we do this? And in the original script, I remember remember Leon died. Mm -hmm. And you were like, don't do that. That's a trope and a bad one. Yep. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar, the trope of introducing a queer character and then killing them off or having them have horrible tragedy, that's just, like, excessive. It's called Bury Your Gaze. It was... was Yeah. Sorry, go on. It's, like, quite literally by killing the character that is gay or giving them trauma and burying them. And I wasn't trying to... The script was going to go a totally different way from what had happened. So it wasn't like I was just introducing him to be gay and then be dead. It was something else was going to happen. And I didn't want... I just... I don't want to be... I want to be... When I write something, like, I want to be tropey when it's needed. When it's... When the trope is the joke. Yes. I don't want the trope to be the, the content. So... I know, um, I know exactly where you're, uh, the, like, where you're coming from in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why... And I don't believe in censoring myself in any way possible. I, I, think, I think all words should be, should be fair game as long as you're not using them with, with, with malice. malicious intent. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I should be able to say whatever. I, like if like if I want to say a word, I should be able to say the word in reference to the word's existence, or the phrase, or. Or like how I joked and said, oh, can I use the F word because my best friend's gay? Like, yes, that's obviously a joke. But at the same time, I'm not using it in a derogatory sense. Yeah. I'm using it as a reference to the word itself. And now, I feel like in a perfect world, that's how things would be. But people are just kind of shitty. So it's but, really easy to get caught up in a slippery slope of referencing a word and then using the power that people give it to hurt people. See, but that's that's a thing that I think falls on to other people, right? I think it's a mentality thing. I think, yes, you can be... Let's say, like, let's say like um, wallaby, right, is a derogatory term. Or maybe it is for yeah. Australians. Whatever. Let's just say if you're a kid with blonde hair and you're short, they call you wallaby, right? Like, what, what are yeah. you doing, wallaby? Like, that's like a derogatory term for short, blonde kids with, with blonde hair. Like, is it offensive because people told you it's offensive, or is it offensive because it's offensive? Because of its actual meaning, or, like, like symbolism, yeah. yeah. How much of it is just sheep mentality? How much of it is, is like, I always got made fun of because I was a big dude. I've always been heavy. I've always been large. I've always been broad. So, I remember realizing, oh, that's the power. The power that that these other people have is making fun of me because of my size. Okay, you're fat. Yeah, I am fat. I should lose some weight. Well, fuck, I just took all the power out of the word. You know what I mean? I think a lot of it has to... And I'm not saying that, like, oh, if someone calls you... Someone calls you a homo, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's not just, oh, like, you should be like... Like, you shouldn't just say flip it and be like, oh, yes, I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, realize that a word is only a word and only has the power you give it. Like a, like, a word is not a knife. A knife, no matter which way you flip it, has a sharp end. Yes. A word is a word. It's, I am, when I speak, when you listen, we're going, ex oh my god, we're going long. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to put a little disclaimer, like, hey, we went a little bit long. <laughs> I think we're having a good conversation, though. Yeah. When you listen to us bark at you if you choose to listen to the show speech is nothing but barks that we have interpreted to mean something so like if i call you uh if i call you uh uh a, a canvas mouth motherfucker right what does like, that even fucking mean exactly <laughs> but how do you know that in, in in 50 years that's not as bad as the n-word you know what i mean so like mm. Words only have the meaning you give it. So And vocabulary and languages change over time. That's the biggest okay. problem. I'm gonna say something and if you want me to censor it, I'll definitely censor it. Okay. I can I can't call you the F the F word because it's wrong. But if I go to if I go to England and I walk into a store and I wanna buy cigarettes, I can say, Let me get a pack of fags. Can I not? Absolutely. So should I censor that or no? I would, uh, I would give you the, the the seal of the gay on that. Do I get the F word pass? You, you get the F word pass on that, but, <laughs> but mostly because understand what I'm saying. Yeah, we're constructing a, a figurative argument here, um, and yeah, that's a part of localization. That's a part of language. Like you'll you went to the south, you probably heard phrases that you've never heard here in the north. Yes. It's all a part of lo localization. And actually, localization in video games is super interesting. I'd love to talk about it sometime. 
Because it's it's more than just translating word like what the words mean. It's constructing it it to have a parallel in that uh, the region that you're going to. Super cool. It's also the cadence in which you say it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot that goes into localization, and I think it's a really cool topic. And I think that's what puts me off of anime is that the cadence is just. It's a little. It bit, doesn't yeah. seem. It's it's like. He's from the other tribe, isn't he? I've heard much things about them. Like, it's like, oh, there's they're not even a comma. Like, let's just space that out just a little bit. Like, I don't know. Let's just... What I'm getting at is... is Words have... I understand why words hurt. I understand why people think that a word can hurt them. But I think just saying the word itself isn't terrible. I think you have to understand the power that that word holds. The, but you can't say fuck on TV. Yeah, the act of uttering a word isn't inherently immoral. Like, I could say pizza, and me saying pizza well, is not immoral. Well, as an Italian, I'm a little offended that you're using <laughs> yeah, our word. I could say pizza, you know what I mean? and it's not an inherently moral or immoral action. Yeah. It all has to do with context and meaning and power and intent. The word, and I'm going to say it, get ready everybody, the word retarded. Okay, yeah, that, that that's one that's brought up pretty often. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think there's, uh, the actual, like, Merriam-Webster definition means to, to slow down or to be slow. Yes, which people have a mental retardation. Is that not still being used, or? Um, I think there's different medical terms for it nowadays. Okay, but they, um, they it means like the the same thing. But okay, but having a said, having a mental I'm disability, not, does I'm not, not in mean the medical field, so I don't know when the words are changing. Right, I don't right, have right. anybody in my life that is affected by that, so I don't know when these words are changing. And that all swings back to personal culture and personal experience. Like all of this stuff, really, it does tie into your personal experiences. And I think that's why oh. we're in the being in the age of the internet, our personal experiences reach bounds that we can't even think about. So we're okay. in such an era of turmoil because we can share our ideas and our experiences with so many more people. I'm going to tell you you want to talk about your personal experience. Let me tell you a story. Okay. I said earlier in this episode that I got to I was lucky enough to um grow up with my great-grandmother in my life, right? Right. I was playing Sonic Adventure 1, Director's Cut, for the fucking GameCube, right? Yeah. And I beat... I beat some level, and the name starts scrolling and scrolling, and it's all Japanese names. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was born in 19... My great-grandmother was born in 1919. And she was in my room, oh. and she's watching these names, and she goes, look at these fucking Japanese. She and was 20 at the going, time of, like, Pearl Harbor. Exactly. I remember yeah. going, what the fuck, Grandma? Like, you can't be saying shit like that. And I went to my mom. I was a little boy. I was, like, eight, nine years old. Mm -hmm. I went to my mom, and I was like, Mom, I think Grandma's racist. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I was like, I was playing a game, and she just went, look at all these fucking Japanese. And she's like, no, 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 no. She was she was young when Pearl Harbor happened, and she had friends at Pearl Harbor. So, back then, it was just like you were upset with the Japanese. And it's the same way why people don't like 
people of uh, like Middle Eastern descent because of 9-11. 9-11. You know what I mean? But like here, it's, I work it's with like rotting. Uh, it's like like one rotten egg in the batch, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I work with these old white men. They still refer to people that are are black as colored. And yeah, it's an antiquated term at this point. Yeah, I, I know they're not doing it like, like they're not saying it like, oh, that colored fella. They're saying it like, oh, the colored fella at at the park right now who we spoke to earlier. Yeah. It's not like. It's not out of malice, it's just the vocabulary that they know. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those, like, I know, like, and it, it catches you off guard because you're not used to hearing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm always like, whoa, hold on, let's, let's wait a second. Yeah. Like, let's translate not... this to, to millennial. <laughs> well, I'm, well, no, I also think that that's extremely arrogant. That if, if you heard somebody say that, be like, hey, man, don't say that anymore. Because wh- whose fucking business is it of yours? Like, they're not looking to change it. You know what I mean? Like, at, the, at the same time, I would like to, like, if you are friends with someone and, and you're around someone and they you say, and they say something that, like, offends you and you, like, put trust in this person, I feel like it's okay to say, hey, that, I really don't like that term. Would you mind not saying it around me? And I think that's, that's not. No. That's unacceptable. Like, if you called me the F word, like, on yeah. a regular, and I didn't like it, and I yeah. I found offense in that, I would tell you. No, okay, but I'm but am I using it in the derogatory sense? No, but there is still the social uh, meaning that comes with it. Like, I am very careful around, peop- like, older people in the queer community because... Uh, oh, that's, I, that's, oh my god. Because you can't say certain things like even the term uh queer culture or queer identities could be something that you, is not okay to say around older people in the community because the word queer is so stigmatized to them because that was a scathing was cutting term. insult yeah so yeah. it's kind of this it's a similar thing like if something makes me uncomfortable i would like to express that to someone that i trust see but i don't i don't but i wouldn't if i, I was talking with someone at the mall and they said it i I, that's not my business to correct them. That's exactly, yeah. That's, and, and I think even for you to, like, if, say say I kept calling you uh, canvassy, right? Yeah. You canvassy looking motherfucker. Like, yeah. if I kept saying that, then you're like, hey, it's one thing to be like, it's one thing to be like, hey, that doesn't, that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing to be like, you can't say that anymore. I, and that's, that's important. Having a, con- having a conversation like that is it's important to address it respectfully you can't you can't push your ideas on people and we said that at the beginning of the show we're not here to try to push ideas on you or any or even on each other like vince and i both have uh, different experiences but we just want to kind of exchange our ideas (laughs) yeah so like i you could tell me a story that is is someone at the mall said some shit to you because you had a pride button on or something. Or that I have pink hair. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's not inherently gay. Yeah. Uh, I used to have pink hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um... I forgot I about pi- that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's left of center, but it's not gay. It's yeah. it's out there. <laughs> left of it's center. It's different. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I like that. <laughs> It's 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 what are the what are the hair colors? Blonde, red, black, brown. Yeah, and then some gray. shades in between. You know, yeah. yeah. So like, oh, he has blue hair. You got to watch out for people with blue hair, though. But like, <laughs> uh, but like, it's it's 
I'm really interested in language. And like how I said before, it's barks that we're just verbalizing and giving meaning to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super interesting. And it's something that I don't think is explored a lot in just basic human communication. Yeah. Is that like, like, if I tell a joke and you laugh, what is a laugh? <laughs> like, it's my stomach mu- muscles convulsing in a manner and my lungs pushing out air through my trachea. Like, you know to what express, I mean? Like, uh, to express jubilance. Like, what the fuck is like, a laugh? Yeah, right? Like, like it, it, okay, the Japanese don't understand, they don't have sarcasm, right? A, a bunch of cultures don't use sarcasm. Okay, aliens laugh tomorrow, somebody cracks a joke. <laughs> How do you know we're not going to get vaporized? What the fuck was that shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I do like, have one other thing to say, though. Sorry, I apologize. Um, I was actually going to transition to uh, Shane Ivers. Are you okay with that, or do you want to keep going? <laughs> you want to you want to have one final statement on everything? Um, yeah, closing arguments. Um, I think that uh, representation and sexualization in video games are they're not simple one-dimensional topics. There's a lot of cultural backgrounds that go into these things, and a lot of um of thought that should go into representing things like that properly. Do you have any closing thoughts? Whoever you are is fine. It's important to figure out who you are and to understand who you are and to know who you are and to be comfortable with who you are. But it's only important to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, seriously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like my. It's primarily your problem. Yeah. Yeah. How you said before, experience is everything. Yeah. I don't understand your, to an extent, your experiences or Kyle's experiences or anybody else that you and I both know. I don't understand their experiences. I might have something shared but I wasn't there. I don't know what the air smelled like. I don't know what sneakers I was wearing when it mm-hmm. happened. I don't know what the other person's look on their face was as it happened. Who you are is very important to yourself. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you're not not important. If that makes sense. Yeah. Can I add an addendum to that? Sure. If it sounds like I was ever talking out of my ass, I'm really sorry. <laughs> like I said, words change and definitions and meanings change. I'd um, like to attack. I, I would like to sign my name on that line too. We are not experts in literally anything. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like. We just kind of um, had conversations here. We had a chat, and we wanted to do it in the most respectful way possible. And like, if that Down syndrome thing was fucked up again, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I apologize. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I know you shouldn't, like, apologize, but if it's something that I'm genuinely wrong on... Like, you shouldn't apologize for a joke. Like, a joke is a joke. haha. Yeah. But, like, at the same time... You don't want to go out of your way to make people uncomfortable. Like, I, I, that yeah. wa- I wasn't making a joke, so if yeah. I used it in a man... Like, I, I actually really kind of feel, like, fucked up about it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just... I, I don't shove things down people's throats for the sake of doing it just to do it. But it's but it's important to know who you are. 
and who you are is important to yourself, like I said. I but, think that's all I want to say. Let's talk about Shane. I was going to say, there is one thing I do want to shove down your throat, and that's Shane Ivers. <laughs> um, if, if you would like to... <laughs> if you want to get our intro music, that is Feather Duster. That's why Shane Ivers. You can get that at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash Feather Duster. Vince, hit them with the social media. You can find social media for myself and Declan in the description below. Uh, it should be on screen as well. There's also a social media link for all the big ones to the show. Uh, Declan, put that on screen as well if you don't already. It's uh, already on screen, right? Yeah, it should be like down there. No, it's down there, I think. Yeah, I think I got the directions right already. Um, uh, yeah. Don't learn them. It's funnier if you don't learn them. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly forget. Um, we also... Uh, fuck, that totally threw me out of whack. We have a Patreon. We also have a Patreon. Uh, you can find the link to, to in the description to the Patreon. Uh, it's if, it's just if you like the show, you want to throw us a couple bucks so you get it a little bigger, a little faster, a little stronger, a little better. Uh, the show will always be free. Atomic Radio Hour will never be behind a paywall. Um, it's just it's just a way to help us get better equipment, or so we can pay our podcasting fees, or. What else can we do, Declan? We can get better software, better hardware. Yeah, uh, you're like your mic is crapping out. <laughs> is it? Does it sound bad? No, it sounds fine. But like we were oh, talking God. about er- the other week, like how it wasn't uh, working properly. I was gonna go, my guy. We talked for fucking an hour and forty minutes so far. <laughs> you don't tell me. Um, again, sorry about the long episode, guys. Um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's there. Where's also our Discord? Um, Hop on in. It's always uh, popping. We can have a conversation. You could message. You can hit me with a fucking at me and then talk to me. Talk to Declan. Talk you to can, anybody else. You can boons wife there. us. Yeah, hit us with a couple boons wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's everything. Oh, we have a Twitch. It exists. We're actually kind of like in the middle of working on getting something figured out with it. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? I forgot to plug. Um, We've got some special projects coming up. Uh, yeah. And uh, for anyone who was mad about not hearing Country Roads last week, or two yeah, weeks ago, um, I've decided that I would rather do it with you as a duet and a music video. Wow, a music video? Yeah, I, at one you point you said... kind of budget? Uh, maybe with Patreon. <laughs> um, but I remember like a couple weeks ago we were talking about it, and you were like, yo, let's like make a video of it. And I was like, hell yeah. Declan, I'm bleeding. You're bleeding? Yeah. Yeah? I was scratching my leg, and then I went to like... Do this with my nose. Well, I'm going to drive into itch. the hospital. Bye, everyone. It's My finger felt smelled irony, and I'm scared. He's dying. Bye. Hey there, guys. Just realized that we forgot to talk about Patreon. So, if you want to support the show, you can always find us at the link in the description below. Um, we offer some cool stuff, like getting your name shouted out. And I'm actually going to do that right now. We have the fabulous Noah and also the Friendly Companion Cube. Thank you so much for supporting the show and us and believing in us. And, yeah, if, uh, if you want to see the show get better and better, remember Atomic Radio Hour is always going to be free. But we can hook you up with some other cool benefits. All right. Love y'all. See ya. Atomic Radio Hour.